I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my daughter, Aaliyah, and my friend, Rivka. And this is a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How are you today, Aaliyah? I'm great. How are you? Good. What have you been up to lately? Um, work. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> well, I have been working a lot like at my job, and I'm also working at the temple a lot. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, you've been pretty busy Yep, doing all those things. And for those unaware, our temple is two and a half hours away. So you've been working, how long are your shifts there? Six hours? Three hours? Um, Six hours. Four. Four hours. Probably. <laughs> Wait a minute. What time did you, yours was six to 12 today, wasn't it? Well, today's was longer. Well, well anyway, it's, <laughs> it's a long way to go. So about, you spend about as much time driving as you do. Yeah working at the temple, but it's yep. worth it. Awesome. Well, Rivka, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. I know. Summer, I feel like it just hit the ground running. It did. And yeah, which is is good. I feel like it's a combination of, of summer beginning and a lot of the COVID shutdown opening back up. And so just yep. like a lot of things, people got really excited to do things again. So... <laughs> it was pretty consistent yeah. there for about a month and I did some traveling and stuff too, but I'm done with that. So now I'm just home for several weeks and organizing the awesome. house. That's basically my life. <laughs> <laughs> Our, I know that we have had sort of a, I don't know what to call it post COVID. It's not really post COVID and, <laughs> it's, and our lockdown quote unquote ended a long time ago, but things have been more open. So whatever it is, whatever this period is, is sort of a rebound. Yeah. And so we're maybe overdoing it a little bit. I think, <laughs> uh, this month in the youth program, we had something for the youth every single Saturday available for them to do, depending on, wow. you know, one was girls, one was boys and so on and so forth. But so, yeah, it's just been, it's been crazy. And I think we're going to settle out here, um, as the summer starts to to go towards the end. So, well, good. I'm, I'm glad to have the old band back together. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of podcasts with other people, so I'm glad to have us all three together today to uh, talk about this awesome talk where today we're going to talk about the talk. Remember your way back home by elder Jose Teixeira of the presidency <laughs> of the 70. We really did yes. not get that right last time. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my um, my mission country, Portugal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I, I'll, I haven't listened to last week's episode with uh, the three amigos here, or amigas. <laughs> so I'll so be interested fun. to see if Aliyah pronounced it. Oh, I was some, way off. With some Spanish. <laughs> there was flair. no je in there at all. Yeah, you got a je and z when you're speaking Portuguese. It's like speaking Spanish with a French accent. Yeah. Well, so. I didn't get any of the French in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jose A. Teixeira. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about this. So, Aliyah, let's start with you. Um, what was your big takeaway from Elder Teixeira's talk? Um, my favorite line of the whole talk was, knowing who you are changes what you feel and what you do. I thought that mm. lines up pretty nicely with all of our recent discussions on identity. Mm. And it's just a cool summary line because it kind of starts to help us grasp the importance of knowing our eternal selves and our eternal home. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it. And what is that line? Um, give us some more context from the talk. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay. So the broader context is he sort of starts with the story about fish, about salmon swimming back home. Yeah. So <laughs> you want me to explain it? Sure. Okay. This is going super well. To I can't tell if he's wanting me <laughs> to do not it or not. Awkward at all. So <laughs> the fish. He opens the talk by telling the story of a researcher who was researching salmon, and apparently, salmon when they um, they'll spend a bunch of their lives in the open ocean, but eventually they'll always come back to their birth streams. Um, and they managed to find their way to the exact stream where they were born, despite having lived in the ocean for a long time. And so the researcher who was looking into this was in like, I think some woods near his home or somewhere. And he was smelling things and seeing things and hearing things that he's heard before. And it reminded him of his childhood. And um, I think we've all probably had that experience before, like almost deja vu, but not quite where we just like unlock memories from from the past and we're like oh yeah <laughs> i had that experience and so he thought that maybe the fish were experiencing the same thing and that they could smell things or or notice things that would lead them back home so the talk was about um noticing things and and being able to kind of understand and be aware of things that will lead us back to our eternal homes Cool. And how does that relate to your favorite line? Because our eternal home is centered around our eternal selves. And so one of the ways we can find our eternal home is by learning and understanding our eternal selves. So knowing who we are will change what we do. Great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I led you like a fish being led back to their home. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Rivka, what was your, I'm, I, I feel I like I have to apologize. Her, no, I feel like it, like I could picture you leading her home, but like kind of over rocks a little bit where she's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a bear waiting at the mouth of the stream where I'm like, come this way. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what you want me to do. That's good. Uh, well, Rivka, tell me uh, what your, what your big takeaway was or your favorite line. So <laughs> this talk um, when, when we listened to it the first time, I loved it because watching salmon jump is something that, um, we do here a lot because we're right by the Columbia river and the salmon swim oh, cool. up it. Um, and you know, that usually is like from August to November, there are lots of places around here. You can go and see them because we have so many little waterfalls 
in the smaller rivers around here. So you can go watch them trying to jump up the waterfalls. And sometimes they get up and a lot of times they flop back down. Um, so as he was talking about this, I was really enjoying that, thinking about all the different fish I'd watched um, making their way back upstream. And uh, my friend Jennifer was here visiting for, she came that weekend so we could listen to conference together, which was awesome. And she listens to this podcast. So, hey, Jen. Um, hey, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi. So uh, we decided after this session that we were going to go out to, not because of this, but we were already just going to go out for a little like nature walk in between sessions to stretch our legs and get out in the forest. So we went out to a, a place here called Lucia Falls. And we got on the trail and started walking down toward the falls. And there was this group of people gathered on one of the little outlooks by the falls. And I thought, that's funny. What are they looking at? And we walked over there and there were salmon. This is April. There were salmon jumping up the falls. We had just listened to this talk. And we walked over there and here were salmon going up the river. And we just looked at each other and we're like, what? What is happening right now? But it was really cool because it was just sort of like this. We were able to have a good talk after that and just like a second spiritual confirmation of the stuff that was in this talk. So this is one of my favorite talks. It's really good talk, but also because I got to have that moment like with the salmon on the day this talk was given. So that was cool. I took a picture of it. I wish I could show you guys and a little video, but I did print it out and tape it in my little study journal. That's so cool. Of the fish. What a cool story. Yeah. So I just thought that was, I loved that, that it started with a story that was something that I connected with already and then got to have that in the moment experience with it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. As you were describing that, I was thinking of um, all the times in my life that I have tried to do something and belly flopped instead. <laughs> yes. When you, there were a lot you of life that, <laughs> Try to climb that waterfall and instead you just flop back down like, I can't do it. Yes. Well, yeah, hopefully um, there's people around us in the Lord to pick us back up and maybe sometimes carry us to the top of the waterfall. Definitely well, not. I um, centered on one line here towards the end, which I really loved. And he said, whatever you must leave behind to follow the path to your heavenly home will one day seem like no sacrifice at all. I just thought that was a really amazing um, way to encapsulate our whole mortal experience. Mm -hmm. And I think about these salmon, you know, I always think of them in the, the river because that's where I see pictures and there's the famous picture of the bear about to catch one in its mouth. And, um, you know, that, that's just where we see them, I guess, as humans, but maybe they spend their whole life in the ocean and then they have to give all that up to just come back to their, you know, their, their home stream or whatever. I don't know anything about salmon. So whatever the right <laughs> terminology is, but yeah. um, we're out here in the great blue ocean of the world experiencing many amazing things and whatever we have to leave up, we'll look back and go, Oh yeah, that was no big deal at all. When right now it seems like, you know, everything is so important and so dramatic and, um, you know, in the eternities in a hundred years and a thousand years and 10 million billion gajillion years, 
all these little things we're caught up in now in the world won't really be of any importance to us at all. So I thought that was a pretty incredible way to encapsulate our mortal experience. Well, Aaliyah, can you share with us another quote that really stuck out to you? Um, I liked, so he gave multiple reasons or I, not reasons, ideas of how to find our way back to our home. And one of them was remembering to serve others. Um, and he says, do not underestimate the potential you have to influence others for good, both by the service of your actions and by the service of your example. So I really liked both of those, um, ideas of service by example and service by action maybe the more typical service that we think of when we think service, like I'm going to go pull weeds or mow someone's lawn or shovel their driveway. (laughs) But you can also serve by example. And I know for me, serving not only helps me um, think more about just heaven in general, but it, it makes me see others closer to the way that heavenly father sees them so i can see my eternal home and i can also see their eternal home through service so i like that part yeah that's an awesome part i think we've talked about this before but there have been a number of callings especially my current one and rivka has talked about hers as well where you're sort of blessed with that gift of charity where you can see people as you serve them you know a little bit more like the the lord sees them has there been a time or a specific experience where serving someone or, um, you know, by deed or example has led you closer to your heavenly home? Um, I can just kind of echo that sentiment of, of charity because I'm not naturally a very charitable person, <laughs> but um, with my calling as a temple worker, when I walk into the temple, I see everyone differently than when I leave and and it's it's a better different and all the patrons and all the workers I just feel like there's a, a natural expression of love that I don't normally have and it's really cool to just experience that and to just feel love for someone that I don't even know their name and, but I'm helping them. And so I just feel love for them. So that's a, it's been really cool to see that happen in the temple. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Rivka, has there been a time where you've served someone and that's led you closer back to your heavenly home? Oh, there are lots of times when that's happened. I, you know, honestly, I feel like the ones that have, that have been the most poignant for me are the times when I have been given an opportunity to serve and haven't really wanted to <laughs> take that opportunity, <laughs> you know, or it was like, maybe I had something else I wanted to do, or I wasn't in the mood and was feeling pretty selfish, um, or at least turned too far inward with my attitude and then, um, have gone about doing the service anyway. And the, change of heart and the refining that comes when we do that is pretty powerful. The spirit can wiggle its way in there 
I don't know why I feel like wiggle its way in there. That sounds like I'm trying to keep it out, but maybe with my attitude, sometimes I am, (laughs) you know, like, please don't ask me to do one more thing. Um, but he, he gives blessings when we serve that are sometimes pretty immediate and tender and may seem small from the outside, but are what our hearts need. I've had lots of experiences like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that's one of the beauties of the whole calling system mm-hmm. is in an ideal world, if all of us are perfect, we would just spontaneously serve each other all the time. But, <laughs> you know, it's that's not where we are. And the, the, the emphasis or the extra weight that duty adds to your motivation helps you step outside of your normal yeah you know, willingness or your normal sort of earthly desire for comfort or whatever the case may be. So yeah, I have experienced the same thing where that I sort of internally just want to chill and the spirit or my calling or whatever moves me to action. And I'm, I'm, I'm more blessed by that than anyone that I served. So, Mm -hmm. well, is there a section Rivka that uh, really stood out to you? Another section? Well, the second, the second thing he talks about, so the first one he talks about is our identity. And the second one he speaks on is foundation. We can remember the foundation that protects us. And as I read through this one, it was interesting for me this last time because I received some pretty powerful um, personal revelation about ways that my personal foundation could be strengthened. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I was not going into it, even really praying or wondering about that. Not the spirit works that way sometimes. Right. Um, but so as I read it, I saw three things and I had to add a word in here to make it fit the way that I, the spirit was talking to me. I don't know if that makes sense, but he says, I, I found three things in here that, that help us with our foundation or help us remember the foundation. So he says, um, strength comes to us when we remain righteous, true, and faithful to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So I underlined that remain righteous, true, and faithful to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, and then the next paragraph down, he gives an example in the Book of Mormon. We all know this one. I mean, he's he's referencing Helam in chapter five, verse twelve. Um, mm-hmm. talking about building your foundation on Jesus Christ. And then he says, Satan's mighty winds and storms are beating upon us, but they will have no power to drag us down if we put our trust in the safest place in our Redeemer. And this is the one that I made a little change to just up at the first, because it begins in the Book of Mormon, because he's talking about that. But I put the word B in front of it. So the thing I highlighted was B in the Book of Mormon. Um, Oh. Help me with my foundation. So I'm remaining sure. righteous and true and faithful, and then I'm being in the Book of Mormon. Um, it, that's always a little harder for me when we're studying other books of Scripture because I like mm-hmm. to be in those other books of Scripture too. And often I let my study of the Book of Mormon um, slip away, or sometimes I'm not even doing it regularly when we're doing that. And um, while I have a testimony of all of the the standard works, there is a reason that we are counseled repeatedly to consistently be studying the Book of Mormon. And that is because there is a power in that book that just is not in the others, even though they are also, uh, you know, words of, of prophets and from our Heavenly Father. 
there is there is power in the Book of Mormon. So be in the Book of Mormon. And then the third thing in there, he said, I know from personal experience that as we choose to hear his voice and follow him, we will receive help. So I underline those three things. Remain righteous and true, be in the Book of Mormon, and choose to hear his voice and follow him. And for me, that was that was the lesson I got out of that second one, ways that I can have a stronger foundation and remember to keep that in place. Yeah. Fantastic. Those are all the fundamental things, you know, the primary answers or which we, which we call the fundamentals here. Right. That's right. And that was the last thing you said was a little bit of a promise, you know, invitation and promise. So I know from personal experience, so he's inviting us to he choose to hear his voice and follow him and the mm-hmm. promises that we will receive his help. Um, and yeah. he goes on, we will obtain a wider perspective of our circumstances and a deeper understanding of the purpose of life. We will feel the spiritual stirrings that will guide us to our heavenly home. So one of our invitations to act and promises that, that he leaves out for us. So, mm-hmm. so we've talked about, um, let's see, we sort of are skipping around in terms of his order, but <laughs> the first was remember to serve and actually, Aaliyah talked about how as she served, she could see others differently. His first one is, um, remember that we are children of God. So we want to see others differently and see ourselves differently. <clears throat> and then the second was, remember the foundation that protects us. And the third is, remember to be prayerful. Aaliyah, did anything stick out to you in the prayerful? Prayerful? I guess I can't say that word very well. Prayerful <laughs> section? Um. He just started by saying that in our current world, we can communicate with people, but it's a very large and complicated network of technology that allows us to do so. But with prayer, it's very simple. It's, it's a direct line to heaven that you can access at any time. And, you know, you don't have to do anything other than just pray. That's, you know, you just start talking, basically. <laughs> um, and so in my mind, it's like when you when you call 911, you're supposed to stay in the line even if you're not talking to them, just so that if something comes up, you just can talk. So you always have the line going until everything is over. And that's kind of how I envision this, where even if you're not talking, you can always, in order to like pray always, or have a prayer in your heart at all times and all those things, we can just have the line open and just be aware that it's there if we need it. So what made you think of 911? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an odd. I don't know. Just a couple of years ago, someone was talking about some experience calling 911. And when they said that they were told to stay on the line, even though they weren't talking, then I was like, oh, <laughs> something clicked in my head with the the pray always thing, because that never made sense to me until then. So cool. Yeah. So you're saying even if you're not like actively forming specific thoughts and words, yeah, just leave your heart open to the Lord. Yep. Cool. I like it. And so um, that will help you know, the whole theme of the talk is leading us back to our heavenly home. So it's, I sort of imagine being on a old school, you're a little kid with two tin cans, you know, on a string (laughs) between you, like on a string where you can hear them, but he can sort of reel you in as well. Yeah. So like a fish. (laughs) Like a fish. (laughs) (laughs) 
Great. Um, well, Rivka, that's all four of the sections, but was there anything else before we get to invitations and promises? Anything else that stuck out to you here in this talk? Um, well, I just like have other notes here on the prayerful one. I, I was not reminded of 911, but I should have been. I, I listened to enough true crime stuff. I probably, that should have come to me. But <laughs> instead, what came to me was lyrics from a song by Kenneth Cope. Um, I don't mm. know if you're familiar with him, but LDS, yeah. um, uh, sort of singer songwriter. Um, and in the nineties, he released an album called my servant Joseph. That was oh, so good. All, yeah. It's such a good album. And the song learning for myself is the one that came into my head. And so I wrote down these lyrics. He is the surest way to know of him. Go to him for he speaks to those who believe and I believe, so he keeps leading me. And that's just what popped into my head as I was reading through that um, invitation to pray. And then his statement that the more we pray to our Father in heaven in Christ's name, the more we bring the Savior into our life. And the better we will recognize the path he has marked to our heavenly home. So I really liked, I liked that. I love those lyrics. And I don't know, that's what popped into my head. Fantastic. And uh, then I also was thinking about Aliyah's very first one that she shared, knowing who you are changes what you feel and what you do. And I spent some time this week thinking about that and surprise, surprise, made a list in my talk. That took just- us 25 minutes to get to one of your lists. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thanks. I know. I can't help it. But I, I just wrote, how can I? it do this for me? Like how can knowing who I am change what I feel and what I do? Um, and so I just wrote down, I won't share all of these, but I just wrote down some things that I wrote, what am I battling that I can use this remembrance to change? And so I wrote down a few things that are just, you know, things that I'm struggling with right now. Um, (laughs) prioritization, self-value, gospel living. And then I went and I kind of prayerfully did some thinking about those different things and how keeping in in mind my true identity can help me out with some of the things I'm struggling with. So there's there's my list for the time. If anyone else likes list, take the opportunity. <laughs> I love that you make the list, Rivka, because <laughs> it's such a good way. I, of course, it's fun to tease you about them, but um, <laughs> it's such a good way to be intentional about your, your gospel living and to not just say, I, I, you know, general conference, when you listen to it the first time, it just sort of washes over you. And of course it's very uplifting, but sometimes I struggle to come away with an actionable thing, you know, that I, I felt inspired to do. And maybe that's my own, you know, that's something I personally should do better at in the moment, but studying the talks later and making lists and doing things like that, it really helps you say, well, how is that going to impact my life and what am I going to do to apply these principles? So I appreciate that you do that. You're a good example to me. <laughs> well, I'm so. grateful that we have, have the print copies come out and we have them on MP, you know, on MP3s or streamable so we can keep re-listening and revisiting because I agree yeah. that first time it, and that wash and initial experience is so wonderful in its way. True. And I wouldn't want to miss that either, but being able to go back in and do some more really personal, intense um, work and study and introspection is a gift. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, in the end here, he gives us an invitation. 
And I love when they say the word I invite because just makes it so easy to find the invitation. (laughs) So this was an interesting invitation to act. A lot of times um, it's, you know, like I invite you to uh, study your scriptures more or, you know, something along those lines. This is, I invite you to experience the joy of remembering that we are children of God and that he so loved the world that he has sent his son to show us the path. I invite you to remember to be faithful, to turn your life to the Savior and build your foundation on him. Remember to be prayerful in your journey and serve others along the way. So he's sort of recapping his talk in each of the titles. So the title of his talk was Remember Your Way Back Home. Section one wasn't just, you know, we are children of God. It's remember we are children of God. Two is remember the foundation. Three is remember the to be prayerful. Four is remember to serve. So he's really harping on that word. And it's a word that Aaliyah is laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing. I just have something to say. Oh, okay. Hold on <laughs> one second. Um, and, you know, that's a word we hear a ton in the Book of Mormon and Um, You know, Alma chapter five, he talks about, you know, if you've sung the song of redeeming love, can you do so now? So sort of hearkening back to experiences we may have had in the past. And, and then conversely going forward, using that remembrance to change, you know, what you do in the future and all in the context of remembering your way back home. So he really tied it all together there. And I really loved him focusing on that word, remember. So Aaliyah, go for it. The reason I was laughing is because I finally thought of our our movie reference for the day. (laughs) So when you were talking about that, you said the word remember like 80 times. Yes, I did. (laughs) And and then my mind went to the scene in The Lion King where... Remember who you are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the one. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that was his dad trying to help him, like, remember that he is a king. And that can pretty directly apply to every one of us. Obviously, I'm not a king. I'm a queen. But... Um, or we had potential to be so at least. Sure. And so we just have to remember who we are and then go back and claim our home, you know, get out of the jungle and yeah. go back to wherever it was that they lived. That was <laughs> Pride a, Rock. That was terrible, James Earl Jones, by the way. That was very whispery. <laughs> and he's like deep and resonant, like, remember who you are. I can't even get close. <laughs> But I like when the monkey whacks him on the head with a stick. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes we need the, yeah. the head whack, you know? Yep. Like what are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. yeah. And then sometimes we need that sort of divine centered. This is who I can be if I remember. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Rivka, any last words about the invitation or the promise or getting whacked in the head by a monkey? <laughs> I love all of it. Uh, <laughs> even the whacking in the head with the monkey. No, yeah. I just... I love that he says, I invite you to experience the joy. Once again, yeah. there's so much joy in the, that they talk about in conference and ways to, to find it and feel it. Love that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, that was a great talk. And uh, the only way it could have been better is if it was all in Portuguese. okay (laughs) but but i enjoyed remembering with the two of you today so next time we will discuss the talk god loves his children by elder taniela b wakolo that was not in portuguese so i'm sure i pronounced it incorrectly (laughs) and Aliyah, can you tell people how to get a hold of us yep 
We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and our usernames are Words of the Prophets Podcast, or you can email us at Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today, and until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.